Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Welcome to the show, everyone. My guest today is Heather Wickman. So Heather and I got connected by a mutual friend who we talked about on the interview, somebody that's just an incredible connector who sees little pieces in people and says, you two need to connect. There's a synergy here. And man, was there ever a synergy between Heather and I when we first talked. So much so that I said, geez, I wish we would have recorded that because the entire first conversation I had with her was worthy of a podcast interview that people would want to listen to. So we decided to actually officially flip on the recording and do this interview here. And just so you know, so Heather is somebody who comes from a corporate background. She uh, was very successful in her corporate career and then one day decided this isn't for me even though she was at the pinnacle of where she was trying to get to, what she was trying to achieve in her career. And at a moment's notice, she called her husband and said, I'm going to quit this job. And she did. And so did her husband. And they went to Thailand and they did the whole eat, pray, love thing, whatever that is, right? Obviously, we know what it is. I've seen the book, there's a movie, all that kind of stuff. But she dove deep into following her intuition and it's been a bumpy road along the, along the way. She even admitted it, but we talked about her experience in diving deep into that unknown space and experiencing plant medicine and then having a very profound experience herself, which she dove deep into where she kept hearing a voice saying horse medicine. Thank you for showing up. It's time. And it confused the hell out of her. <laughs> and she had to really go deep to explore what does this actually mean? And this interview here today, she actually expressed that it was the first time that she's really completely owned who she is. She spoke her truth out loud about the fact that she has experienced these plant medicines and that they have completely transformed her life and the way that she, she sees the world and the way that she shows up. And it's also led her down a path of working with horses and supporting other people to work with horses as well to integrate these experiences that people have after going through ayahuasca treatments and experiences as well. So what a fun conversation. Heather is somebody that if you are ready to actually explore the truth inside of you, Heather could be that person to support you on that journey. And her story and her, her own personal experiences is the first step of you discovering whether or not she is that person for you. So let's go ahead and give this one a listen. All right, Heather Wickman, so nice to chat with you again. I know I enjoyed our last chat and I was looking forward to this one as well. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, Heather and I got connected through a mutual friend. I want to give him a quick shout out, Mr. Charles Bird, who I met like seven years ago. Actually, I'm interested to know how you met Charles too, but I met him like seven years ago and he was that guy at the uh, digital marketer traffic and conversion event that just had the sweetest pentos and the best parties and an just a genuinely amazing person and a great connector. How did you guys ever get connected? 
So it's a great little story. So I was connected to this group called the Mavericks. And so they are a bunch of incredible entrepreneurs and um, trying to do good things for the world. And um, someone and I was talking about, you know, how do we build businesses through relationships? Because that's kind of my natural way of being. And they're like, oh, my God, you got to meet Charles and get to know his work. And so that was the introduction. And, you know, um, it's been a beautiful kind of synergistic space, um, very like-minded. And I've just appreciated his teachings and, you know, his methodology. And that's kind of the story. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> Except I think I might have just stumbled into his penthouse one night at the conference and thought, who's this guy? What's he up to? Um but I do follow my intuition and in the fact, yeah, every time he makes an introduction, it's always a great conversation and I just never know what direction it's going to go. And uh, you and I had one of those chats, can't even explain it, but that's why I thought, hey, let's hop on and let's have a recorded conversation because I'd like other people to hear uh, your story. I'd like them to hear what you're up to and, and what drives you and all of the pieces that make that up. And you were gracious enough to say, let's do it. <laughs> and here we, do it. here we are. Let's do it. Exactly. I'm glad to be here. Yes, absolutely. So really quick before we get into some questions for you too, and I get you to introduce yourself to everyone. There's a quote that's uh, right from day one of doing this, this show, this podcast I've been saying out loud. And that is, it's a Brene Brown quote. She says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will become somebody else's survival guide. And that is always just so grounding for every conversation because I, one, I believe it just opens the space for people to really speak the truth out loud, you know, and in all of its messy glory and, and the mess then becomes the message and it serves other people. So I look forward to that deep dive with you as well. And really quickly, maybe why don't you just, why don't you give the elevator pitch of who is Heather? And then I want to dive into a few very specific questions and we'll see what <laughs> direction we go here. God, you know, that's never an elevator pitch, but who is Heather? Um, so an, <laughs> an entrepreneur, uh, a human, um, a lover, a dog mom, a wife, a daughter, all of those things. And so that's kind of who I am. But I uh, started out in the corporate world. I had kind of a major crash in that space. Um, a huge fan of Brene Brown. She calls it like her um, spiritual awakening, but I call it my corporate crisis. And, um, same, same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then jumped out on my own about six years ago and have been dabbling in a little bit of everything from executive coaching to culture work to plant medicine to horses to all of these things. And, um, the path has been very windy and pretty darn messy, but, you know, have been, um, on this journey long enough to know that that's kind of the way it needs to be. And, you know, just recently, I would say, have really come to this space of, uh, of homecoming. And our conversation was just so incredibly timely for that. And so that's a little bit about who I am, the brief elevator pitch. And I'll let you just kind of take it where you want to go. Yeah, it's good. There's lots of places I can go with that. But I think the one thing that I want to uh, really narrow in on and then see which way we kind of branch off is you're the first person that I'm actually going to be talking to about ayahuasca as well as the other aspects of these, um, you know, plant medicine, psychedelics, uh, spiritual journey. You know, I've spoken a lot about uh, spiritual awakening in the last like eight, nine months. But 
I wouldn't say shied away from speaking about psychedelics, but certainly haven't said, okay, let's go and talk to some people about this because quite frankly, and I'll mention this just about the, on the mushroom side of things. So I had a, a gentleman that joined us for our men's retreat who is the founder of a mushroom company. So functional mushrooms, they call them functional mushrooms, just non-psychedelic. And then as well as the psilocybin. And I mentioned to him, I said, uh, this makes me nervous. There's a part of me that's a little scared to do it. And at the same time, so curious to figure out how, what I can learn from this. And I know we had a great chat about that the last time we talked, this whole idea of like control. But I wanted to say it out loud up front because maybe a lot of people that'll be watching this will maybe feel the same way that I do. Some might be like, oh, rookie, <laughs> you'll get there. But um, what? let me actually start with that then. So when with regards to the plant medicine, so you mentioned that you had a corporate career six years ago, you took this leap. When did that start to become a part of your awareness and your, your journey and your experience? Yeah. So it was six years ago. I uh, was in this turbulent point in my career, just not really knowing what to do, but knowing it just felt wrong. Like I couldn't go forward on this path anymore. And I was working with an executive coach at the time, and she's quite an intuitive coach. And we were going through a, a practice and a process, and all of a sudden she stopped in her tracks and she said, oh my God, you're my ayahuasca girl. And I said, I I'm your what? And she's like, you're my ayahuasca girl. And I was like, I have no idea what ayahuasca is. So you're going to have to explain to me. And that was the start of this journey. And um, so like everyone, you know, I Google ayahuasca trying to figure out the spelling <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and figured out what it was and had the same reaction of like, oh, God, no, like I, I'm not the person that does psychedelics. I'm not the person that kind of that's just not what I do. And the more research I did, the more I was like, I think I need to try this. I think this is probably what I need to kind of crack me open and kind of uh, help steer me in the direction that I want to go. And so the universe does what the universe does. And I Googled it and found this woman down in Mexico. We were down in Mexico at the time. And she came to our little beachside villa and we had a great conversation for a day. And a month later, we flew back down and did our first ayahuasca retreat. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And what was this corporate crisis, as you mentioned, you know, maybe just gives us a little glimpse yeah. as to like what, like what, what caused yeah. this? What was that breaking point? Yeah, it was a massive identity crisis. So grew up in Minnesota and we talked about that a little bit and it has a very, Oh yeah. Don't you know? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> a very rich, <laughs> like at least I was brought up with, this is what success looked like. And you know, success was like, you're going to go to school and you're going to be a banker and you're going to, you know, climb the corporate ladder. I didn't take the banker route, but I did everything else. So went to school, uh, was working full time, got my graduate degree, went on to my doctoral degree, worked, 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 and was quickly climbing the corporate ladder. I think it was 30, making way more money than I ever thought I would in the corporate world. I'm like, this is fantastic. This is success. And um, long story short, was kind of offered what I thought was my dream job. So I was going to be the VP of talent and culture. And that's kind of everything that I thought I wanted to be. And I sat with it and 
I was just like miserable. Like everyone was so excited around me and I was like, I should be excited. Why do I feel so miserable? Like just this soul sucking, I can't do this. And we were, my husband was moving out to California because we had both been like, okay, we're going to do this, right? And I called him one morning. I was out in California. I'm like, you know, babe, I'm going to resign today. <laughs> wow. And he, he's like, you're, you're what? And yeah, I'm like, right. yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to resign today. So I ended up resigning from my job, which catalyzed him to do the same. So he resigned from his corporate job. We sold everything we owned and went to Thailand for three months and kind of did the eat, pray, love to figure out who we are and came back. And then our plant medicine journeys began. Wow. Yeah. I wonder how many people that are listening to this will be able to resonate with that. And the the key thing that I heard from that too, because I actually just, well, listened to the book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael oh, Singer. Love it. Yeah. Which is just filled full of that, like surrender, mm-hmm. let it go. Just like completely yeah. just let the universe guide you. And yeah. That is not something that most people do in this world. And I think that's the shift that we're seeing though, too, which is why I thought it was important to have this conversation with you too, just because, you know, my background in the corporate world myself and as an entrepreneur and then a trainer and a coach and a mentor has been to bring a lot of those types of people into my world that really identify based on their title or the success of their business. And and I've witnessed it. I've witnessed a lot of people hit that point where it's like, surrender, it's right in front of you. You you have this opportunity to go that direction, but yet they don't. And I guess the question I would have for you too is then, so you, you quit this job, you go to Thailand, which is amazing, by the way. I've been there twice. I love Thailand. And then you start exploring the plant medicines. So you're yeah. down in Mexico, mm-hmm. you go down to that first experience and, yeah. and tell everybody how many times <laughs> you've actually done this now as well. Oh man. Um, so <laughs> I've sat with several different medicines, but ayahuasca, it's gotta be 15 plus. You kind of lose, lose track. track. It's quite yeah. a few. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, speaking to the control parts, um, And I think for a lot of us that are programmed in the success pathway of like, this is what it should look like and I can make it happen and I can manifest this and I can force this. I'll tell you my first ceremony or my first retreat with ayahuasca, it's three ceremonies over the course of seven days. And I fought the medicine all three ceremonies. Like I couldn't get through my mind until the last ceremony when the shaman was like, you need to pretend like you're going to sleep. And that was the trick for my mind to be able to relax enough, to let go of control enough to be able to kind of move into the medicine. And um, not it, most people do not have that experience, but I share that from the perspective of like, you know, when we're so used to not surrendering, um, plant medicine requires that we surrender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it becomes our worst nightmare. At least that's what my brain is telling me that it would become anyways. And every time I said that out loud, people that have been there say, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's not real fun when you fight it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, 
And as you've gone on this journey yourself personally, obviously you've had many different types of experiences, but you've also evolved to the, to the place where you now support other people in going down this path as well. And maybe speak to that and what that, like, when did you start advising or or creating these personalized guided experiences for people to have the same type of experience as you? And then ultimately, which will lead us to like what you're doing right now as well. Yeah. So probably, um, we pivoted to from kind of the traditional coaching model to this idea of you need a peak experience to really accelerate your growth about a year, year and a half ago and um, was facilitating the retreats ourselves for a while and bringing in really uh, reputable, incredible shamans that we had worked with. And then we quickly, quickly realized that there's a better model where we partner with these retreat facilities and send our clients to them. And so they work with the medicine and the shaman for a week, and then we come back and support them through integration. So it's been kind of a learning curve for us, but um, it happened because it's been the greatest medicine for us in terms of our own growth and evolution. And then some of our clients were like, well, what are you doing? Like something is shifting pretty dramatically in terms of how you're showing up in the world and we want some. So what is it? And so it was kind of a, a slow unfolding of you know, our own willingness to, to share what we're doing because it is, it's not mainstream and it's certainly not mainstream within, you know, my current network. Yeah. Uh, maybe just sorry for dancing around here a little bit, but I got different questions coming to my mind. What typically who is the person type of person that's, that is working with you in this capacity and, and going and doing these experiences. And then of course, continuing on in other ways, working with you too, which we'll dive into, but just paint a picture. Like who is this person? Are they the high achieving corporate executive about yeah. to get the VP job <laughs> and decide to quit before they do you entrepreneur and something in between? Like, yeah. What do you find? It's maybe a little bit all of the above. And I know that's kind of cheating here, but it's oftentimes folks who resonate with my story and so feel like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of in that similar situation and I need some help here. But it's also that um, entrepreneur who potentially like a client that we have is like, I just don't have passion in my business anymore and I don't know what to do. I feel like I need to do something else, but this is my baby. What am I supposed to do with this? Um, so it's kind of I call it the fringy entrepreneurs, the fringy executives, the ones who are not like completely um, mainstream are willing to kind of play on the edges of like, what else is possible here? Um, and know that their growth is really the the only avenue for their, their, their business and their organization to grow. Mm-hmm. And when we talked last time, I asked you a question because you mentioned that you've done this 15 ish times yeah. <laughs> who's keeping track. Yeah. But naturally my thought was, okay, 15 times I've heard so many stories from people where they say every single experience is completely different. You know, sometimes there's a lot of resistance and, and purging like physical purging and just like it, it hurts almost and others where it's just a magical experience where you feel like you're on a different planet. And everything in between. 
And that, that the question I asked you was, what was the most uh, profound experience that you had in all of these different times? Yeah. You want to maybe dive into that and just share <laughs> with everybody what that yeah, was? I'm fidgeting in my chair already. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah, I'm happy to share it. And I have like such deep gratitude for plant medicines and feel like I almost owe my life. Um, so before I get into the story, I had one of those experiences of the purging and they do, um, like a final call, like, you know, the window is closing when you can take your last dose of medicine. And I remember purging on my way to get the last dose of medicine. And the, the voice in my head was, this is for your life. And I was just like blown away that I could be purging to get another dose of medicine because this is for my life. That was the only reason I was going because I felt so miserable. And that's probably when I had my biggest breakthrough. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily recommend a second dose of medicine, but <laughs> sometimes it's needed. Anyways, um, the most profound experience is the one that led me to where I am today. And that is, um, I was in a medicine ceremony and, um, when I say I see things, um, it's not necessarily, I'm seeing it with my eyes. You see things through kind of your mind's eye or your heart. And I was in this maloka, which is like, um, a, a ceremonial space in the jungle with a, like, you know, a, a roof, but it's open air all around you. And there were 12 horses standing at the outside of the Maloka and they're just looking at me and looking at me and looking at me. And they say, um, we've been waiting for you. And, um, I know, I don't know why this always gets emotional, but it is from the perspective of like, you're trying to make sense of this in the moment of you've been waiting for me. Like you're a bunch of horses. What am I, <laughs> what are you waiting for? And the message kept on going, you have horse medicine, you have horse medicine, you have horse medicine all night. And my mind would in, because you, you are conscious enough to be present to what you're hearing and trying to make sense of it in the moment. And through this ceremony, I'm just in like, you guys got the wrong person. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Like, I, I have horse medicine. I have horse medicine. Okay. All these horses just like so present we've been waiting for you and almost feeling like this guilt of like, should I, should I know something that I don't know? And feeling kind of baffled by this whole scenario. And this went on the whole ceremony. <laughs> like, like this was my ceremony of seeing these horses in such vivid detail, seeing them kind of breathe in on me and kind of move around and move around and continuing to say, you have horse medicine and came out of that medicine journey. So confused so confused because, you know, I'm, I'm just out of this corporate career. You know, I had horses growing up my entire life and my horse passed away when I was 21. And that piece of me died. I hadn't touched a horse for 10 years. And so got home. I'm like, what the hell is horse medicine? And so I start Googling, like, am I supposed to be a vet? Cause I thought about being a vet when I was a little kid. And long story short, I, you have to kind of feel into these messages is because they're, they're not literal. They're more metaphorical. Right. And so finally found 
a Native American mention to horse medicine as in working with horses for healing, for clarity, for guidance. And that's hit me like a, like a bolt of lightning. And I was like, Oh my God, that is what my horse did my whole life, you know, provided that groundedness, that clarity, that guidance that you need when you grow up. And especially, you know, in kind of tough situations at times. And, um, so I ended up finding someone to study with. And so did a year and a half apprenticeship in equine facilitated coaching, and then have done some additional training with some folks in the Native American world and now do horse assisted integration. And so folks who work with us and do these growth intensives, they have an opportunity to spend a week with plant medicine. And then they have an opportunity to spend three days with us here at the ranch, working with the horses after their peak experience to really integrate their revelations, their clarity, whatever comes up for them. And I'm finding more and more that these horses are just incredible walking shamans, for lack of a better word, in terms of the way in which they're oriented to the world, they have kind of two feet in one dimension and two feet here on our dimension and are able to help us decipher and make sense of a lot of things that human to humans we can't do. And so that continues to be the most profound experience I've had. Wow. Yeah. I had so many questions after we talked last time and now we're here. So I'm glad I get to follow up on a couple of things, but thank you for sharing that. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, and again, I'll just speak from my own perspective is, so I have this curiosity about exploring plant medicines for the sole purpose of just accessing uh, a higher version of self. Uh, finding more clarity in what my purpose is. Why, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, and oh, wait a second, that's the wrong question. You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to be, a, you know what I mean? Like it's all these human questions that we have around why are we here? What, what am I supposed to, what am I here for? And there is that, that first part that I mentioned where there's a bit of a unknown and a wanting to control. And therefore that's kind of the first barrier to kind of break through for me, I know. But then the second one that comes up is what if what I experience is something that sends me down a path that I just, I have no idea how to actually integrate it using your words. You know, how do I integrate this into the, the, the reality that is this 3d world? Because that's terrifying for me and for, I'm sure, many people that are going to be listening to this too. Um, it's exciting and terrifying because I feel like, to describe it best, it almost feels like I could go into a ceremony and come out and forget everything that ever was about me up until that point. And there's a sadness almost to it and an excitement. So it's a weird space to be in is... So I don't even know if I have a question there aside from, did you find that there was a bridge there in working with the horses and the work that you do with people outside of these experiences, the plant medicine experiences that help bridge that? Yeah. Um, I think you're exactly in a realistic space and I'd love to just sell you on this idea that, you know, plant medicine is going to be amazing and you're going to have no, yeah, it's hard. It's hard work because you're faced with parts of you that you don't want and your shadows and you do forget parts of who you are because they no longer serve you and they're not needed anymore. 
And I've had several ceremonies where I come out really raw and really vulnerable and really confused. And that's where the horses have been my teacher. And so they've supported me a hundred times over to where the point now that I can work with them to support others. And so this is where I always say like, you know, growth is a team sport and to never think that you need to do it alone, especially when you come out of a ceremony. And the, the, the shamans and the kundaras always say, the plant medicine gives you what you need, not what you want. And that's super, super true. You may want, you know, to feel more of your soul purpose. You may want to see clarity of your next. But what you may need is to face a shadow, face a limiting belief, face an archetype that's been holding you back before you can move into that next space. And sometimes that's just really, really hard. And I mean, a lot of individuals speak to that as, you know, the, the ego disillusion, you know, and you've probably experienced some of that already. Um, and that can be really jarring. And I think to answer your question, there is support on integration on the other end to make sure that it doesn't just um, leave you there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the ego. That is one of the things that I think the, the most important lesson that I've learned in the last couple of months, I would say, is just this idea of wanting to completely dissolve the ego and then recognizing like, no, it doesn't work like that. It never right. actually goes away. Yeah. <laughs> it's always there. It's just, you know, how do we dance with it in a way that allows us to recognize when that ego is showing up and then choose a different path or choose to acknowledge it and go deep into that, um, that wound or that, um, you know, limiting belief, like you say, and, and redefine, you know, it's, identities. I talk about identities a lot and, and I've spoken about it from my own perspective over the years and, and really reflected deeply on this and thought, man, I can think of 25 self induced identities that I gave myself that at times when I didn't achieve the success that I thought that I should have, I immediately defaulted to, well, that I failed at that one. What's next? And what a horrible pattern to be in. <laughs> oh, it's, it's exhausting. It is. I mean, the, our previous conversation really catalyzed something profound. And I don't say that lightly. I, uh, this identity of for, that I'm now moving into of being kind of working in this integration space with horses is one that I would have never, ever dreamed of in the whole wide world and have been really hesitant to put this out into my space, into my network, into my, because I've held this belief that well, God, if my current clients know that I'm playing with plant medicine and working with horses, they're going to think I'm an absolute lunatic, right? Or I've had a friend that says, well, what you're doing isn't actually medicine. You know, it's not going to heal anything, you know? And so I've held on to some of these beliefs and, and those are the things that had to dissolve for me to be here with you today and be like, let's just do this. Let's share this. I love that. I love that you said that because that, that was one of the things I mentioned to you on the last call that we had that I have been trying to own myself even too, was to be able to hold space and ask questions to people and allow them to express their true self out loud, their, their truth, whatever that means to them. 
and not attaching to whatever the answer might be too, because sometimes the answer comes back and I'm like, whoa, wasn't expecting that, but okay, sounds good. And it's for the same reason that you just said, which is I have my own biases and beliefs and everything. And I'm a very cracked, you know, nut cracked open person of like, Hey, I believe everything's possible now. So I don't think there's anything on the table that I think is insane or crazy anymore. Like I would, like I would have though, like 18 months ago, I would have had judgment over certain things. And that's not to say that I don't still, cause there it's still there. Like there's still human elements of me that say that, that is still very judgmental in a lot of ways. But, um, I love that you spoke that out loud. And I think that the world is ready for this and that there are people that are actually seeking out what it is you're talking about without knowing that this was the thing that they were looking for. Kind of like the experience you had, right? It was, you all of a sudden land in this or come out of that experience and think, well, now what? Like you went to Google obviously to go and try and find some answers, but like, what do you do when something like that gets presented to you? And I didn't have, me then, right? I wish I would have mm-hmm. had um, the support system in that we provide folks now because you're navigating it all yourself and you don't really realize the, the metaphorical versus literal nature of medicine at times. And you don't realize the practices of breath that can help you through really tough times and the practices of sitting with the uncomfortable emotions to let them move and provide clarity on where to move next. You know, so many people that we talk with that do plant medicine experiences just have these mind-blowing experiences and then they shove them all away because they don't know what to do with them. And that's probably the biggest passion that I have right now is like the plants are here to help us. I think the natural world is here to help us and help us heal, but we as humans need to help integrate that learning. And so... We've now had a bunch of experience with that and found the horses to be incredible teachers in this space. And so feel really grateful and humbled to be able to provide this for our clients as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, my, my next question naturally kind of gravitates towards something else that we talked about the last time we chatted also, which is, and you kind of alluded to it now, which is, you know, you walk away from these experiences and they're so profound and then you go back into your life, wherever it is. And it's, you might even just push it down and go, okay, well, that was amazing. But like, I don't know what I can even do with that. You know, I'm here. I am back in Minneapolis and nobody around me does this kind of thing. But the, the people that I think of is like the ones closest to you, even to family, spouses, kids, that type of thing. What was your husband's reaction to all of this as, as you were going through these, these experiences and journeys, or was he joining in with you as well? Thank God he was joining in with me. Mm. So he has done, I think, almost all of the journeys. I've done a few women's retreats where that's a, you know, a totally different experience, but that is one of the biggest challenges. You come back to your intimate family. If they don't know what you're moving through, um, it's really hard to describe the shifts that you're going through. And so we, we really provide that support immediately after because you need someone to process with. And oftentimes it's not going to be your spouse. It may be a good friend. That's like, I'm super curious about what you just experienced. Tell me about it. But other people are going to be like, you are off in crazy land. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know right. who you are. And so we say like our, your experience is really sacred. I mean, Brene Brown speaks to this too. Like your stories are super sacred. Be careful with who you share them with because, um, the last thing you want is like that friend who says, well, this isn't medicine. What you experience isn't medicine. It can't heal anything like, because then that just shuts everything down. And so, um, again, that team is that growth is a team sport. Like who do you have around you that can hold some space when you come back to be able to kind of have some initial conversations? Yeah. Well, that's where I think the world really is changing. And maybe it was, it was always changing. I just happened to open the door and instead of closing it right away, thinking like, nope, don't want to look at that. I actually left it open a little bit and went, oh, hmm, interesting. And we keep bringing up Brene Brown, but her latest book, Braving the Wilderness, really, in fact, it's, it's the last chapter that, that landed the most for me where she describes, like visually describes walking through this, this, you know, this corridor with big, tall buildings and stuff. And all of a sudden there's this wilderness and it's scary when you first look at it. Cause you're thinking I could die in there, you know, but then you take that first step in and you look and you see people that are just like living in their glory and their bliss and dancing and loving life and all of these things. And you think, wow, I'm home. I found it. But just getting through all of that to even get to that place, I think is, is the, the most challenging piece of it. And, and it's very raw and it's, uh, and it is scary. I've, I've experienced it myself personally. Yeah. I'd be super intrigued. What, what about plant medicine intrigues you? Cause you say there's a curiosity and a fear. Uh, what intrigues me is to just be able to explore even deeper beyond what I'm physically capable of in my human form. Um, Cause that's been the journey for me in the last nine months or so is going from being one of those people you're talking about, which was, I create everything in my reality and this is how it works (laughs) and let me go prove it to you and hustle, (laughs) hustle, hustle. And like, you know, I shape everything to having guides and mentors, spiritual guides say, what if you tried slowing down? And I'd say, but that, makes no sense. Like how could slowing down possibly actually help me get to where I believe I think I want to go and resistance, 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 resistance. And truthfully, just coming down here to Costa Rica, which is one of the things that we initially connected on. Cause I know some of your retreats are here and you've experienced this country, but I was preparing to get to this country and to have the experience that I've had the last two weeks, which looks nothing like I thought it was going to look like, just to be clear. It has become massively disruptive. Everything around me has crumbled from physical health. My wife, my kids, me all got super sick when we landed here. Um, Business-wise, a whole bunch of things that I was on the path to really lean into and commit to kind of crumbled around me. And there was a moment of like, how could this be happening? And then another of like, Actually, this is pretty awesome. I'm so glad this freed up this space, but it's been hugely disruptive. And it's a long answer to your question, but I think it's to just access something that I know is there. I just can't, there's no way I could possibly access it in, in my own human practices, meditation, breath work, journaling, even. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I don't know know what it is. 
<laughs> to the inquiry. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm always intrigued why people feel enticed to do it. Um, and so thank you for sharing kind of that. And I think it's amazing that things are crumbling because that's usually a sign that uh, rebirth is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll mention this too. It, the journey to get to this place didn't just happen overnight. Like it didn't happen two weeks ago when we landed here. It's been a slow progression, but one of the pieces of it, and maybe people can relate to this was, you know, I had the high achieving entrepreneur label for a good 10 years where I had success in the world of like monetarily and influence and impact and that type of thing. And then I hit a point where I thought there's got to be more to it than this. Like, I, this just doesn't feel fulfilling. There's feels like there's an ickiness almost to the direction that I'm heading right now. And, and then I sought out mentors and guides that were just complete 180s from what everybody else was doing. And the people I was surrounded with at that time were looking at me and thinking I was insane. They're like, what are you doing spending time with this person, let alone investing money in this person when they are pivoting their direction, it seems every three months, like they seem unstable almost. But there was a part of me that was drawn to it where I was like, I want to be that person. I want to be the person that just so is so trusting to my intuition that I go, nope, that's not working anymore. I'm going to go over here. But that scares the shit out of people and scared the shit out of me too. And that's just an elaborated explanation of maybe what some other people might be feeling too, which is I can't explain it. I just, it's just a gut feel. It's just a gut feel that I feel like it's the next step in my journey. Right. And you mentioned Michael Singer. Um, so his first book, The Untethered Soul, is the book that I read in Thailand that now I have the company Untethered, right? So this is the work wow, that we're doing. We didn't talk about that. I was actually wondering that too. Yeah, because that book similarly touched me at such a deep level of like, oh man, maybe we have to do everything the opposite of what I thought we did. So maybe it's not the hustle. Maybe it's not the climb. Maybe it's not the financial success. Maybe it's something inside. Like what would happen <laughs> if I took a moment to experience what was actually going inside and what Maybe that was the first time in a long time I had access to intuition. Mm. When you slow down mm -hmm. enough to actually listen to what's happening inside your gut, what's happening inside your heart. But we can yeah. bulldoze it with our drive. Yeah. That was one of the hardest things for me to really acknowledge was that it was always there right in front of me. I just chose to ignore it all the time. And I had a, a, a guide in the last nine months that would say to me, this thing that you desire, it already exists. It's just waiting for you to show up. And when <laughs> yeah. I first heard that, I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But it's so true. It's it, so that's true. like the perfect description of my experience with the horses. Like they've been waiting. Like it took me, what, 40 years to show up. Right. But it yes. took me that long. And that's another piece of the, this whole puzzle, I guess you would say, is that it, it was exactly how it was supposed to be as well. You had to go through all of these experiences. And, and then again, that speaks to surrender, doesn't it? It's this idea of, well, if I would have just done this differently back then, well, you might be on a completely different trajectory then. You have no idea. Yeah. It's that's where true. gratefulness comes in. Yeah. For the, the windy curvy paths. Cause they, 
brought us to exactly where we're at, even if it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more questions for you. One is, so when I asked you that question the last time we spoke, and I know you, uh, it was emotional and it was again here right now too, because it's very raw, right? It's you speaking the truth out loud and, and, uh, opening yourself up to all that will come to you, the good and the, you know, the darkness and all of that. The, the thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, what stopped you from actually owning that in the last, <laughs> say, 18 months? <laughs> what, what would you say you. it is? No more questions from you. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, to go deep. I know. Um, <sighs> you know, it's fear. It's fear. Um, and that's the, the blanket answer is fear, but it's more fear of rejection. Um, um, man, that hurts when you say it out loud sometimes, but it's because I've been really successful in the other spaces that I've played and jumping into a new space that is not well known is, um, considered by some, you know, wrong by some like witchcraft by some just straight up illegal. Um, but knowing it's my path. Like there's such a paradox here because I am like the rule follower. I am the Minnesota. Don't be big. Don't be shiny. You know, kind of stay, stay quiet and get by. Um, and so it's, it's been a fear of what happens when I show myself and how is the world around me going to react? And part of our conversation last time was just like, like F it. It feels too good to be here to hide it. Like, cause the first time probably maybe authentically in my life that I know that I'm on the right path and I say right from a place of it feels whole, it feels, um, it's not a financial drive. It's not a prestige drive. It's just, I feel whole. I feel like that I've come home finally. And so it was like, just God damn it. Get over yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, so it's it's fear of of others and what solved it was just love for mm. for myself. That's beautiful. I love that last part of that answer in particular because um, <laughs> I can resonate and I think other people listening to this uh, who maybe are on that same kind of tipping point of right at the edge of that cliff, ready to jump, but then looking around to see who's watching me. Is anybody looking yeah, to see yeah, if I'm yeah. doing this right? Maybe they'll take that leap, you know? And I use that analogy because on this journey myself, even too, and trying to figure out like, what is, what am I doing here with this show slash podcast? Like, what am I trying to accomplish with all of this? I think a big part of it is that, that visual analogy of, I want to step to the edge of a cliff with people and go mm -hmm. hold my hand. Let's jump off this thing, but let me do it with you because <laughs> I know it's scary. Yeah. So I'll say out loud things that I've never talked about before too. Cause it goes, I totally resonate with what you're saying too, of like, you know, play small. Don't do yeah, not yeah. buy the brand new car. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. drive the used car. Like that's such yeah. a prairie uh. kind of mentality. Right. <laughs> 
but it's what we're raised with. And yeah. then we, we look at it and think like, oh, that's just how people are. It's like, no, that has literally been programmed into us since we were kids. And then yeah. for generations beyond that too. Yeah. And I, th- I think there's two pieces to that though, too. One is I'm super proud of that background though, too. I love the yeah. fact that my family and all of my ancestors, mm-hmm. ge- you know, mm-hmm. generations were hardworking people that chose yeah. to brave it out in the freezing cold and the scorching hot and the mosquitoes and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also grateful for the fact that I've chosen to now expand beyond that and to come to a place where there's still mosquitoes, much, many more <laughs> bigger. and bigger. <laughs> But to just kind of open up beyond that way of thinking too. And, and um, money is a big one, right? Money is a big one. Yeah. Um, at least it has been for me. And I think some of that upbringing yeah, is part of that too. Sure. It sounds like you've had, yeah, similar experience of like, I should not be wealthier. And if I am, I should certainly shouldn't show it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of shame when it comes to that. And yeah. we don't even know where it comes from until we really start to dig deep. Yeah. And there's the flip side to that too, in terms of like, um, can you, can you be good with money? You know, when Mm. you have money, can you be good with the energy of money and can you give and all those kind of things? And so there's an incredible teaching of money within this path of unfolding to ourselves that I've found, at least you find Mm -hmm. a lot of different nuances with money itself. Yeah. I have two questions left for you because um, I have one that I always end with, but I have another okay. one that just came to mind. So if you were to just speak right to the camera right now to a person that is looking for what it is that you have to offer them, what would you say to them? Hmm. I would say, are you ready? And it feels super simple. Um, but our conversations with everyone that I talk to at the end of the conversation, that's what I say. I say, well, do you feel like you're ready and not ready from the place of your head, but look for the answer below, below the neck. And that will always tell you if you're ready to go. And I, I often say like, you know, this, this journey is not for the meek or the soft willed, you know, this journey is for that, that soulful one in you that's ready to evolve and be all that you can be in this world. And it requires a bold step. And so are you ready? Beautiful. Last question for you, Heather. Okay. What is the one thing you are most grateful for in this moment right now? Oh, you. Hmm. That's easy. I really am. I mean, uh, I know it sounds silly that a conversation can shift, um, shift worlds. Um, but really our last conversation in the moment that you asked me a big personal question and I just said it out loud and maybe for the first time into a stranger, I was like, Oh my God, like if I could say that to a stranger, why not just share that with everyone I know and I love. Right. (laughs) And so Mm. I'm super grateful for you in your ability to sense into moments and your ability to sense into, um, the ripeness of a question and not everyone has that gift or the ability to hold that space once the answer is revealed. And so I am really grateful to have connected and to continue to have conversations.
Mm. Wow. I was not expecting that. And <laughs> I, the humble prairie boy in me wants to deflect and go, oh, yeah, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But that's, uh, I do appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that I think that I've been resistant to owning myself even too, but I've heard yeah. more than, more than once, you know? And yeah. quite frankly, it's, it's so fulfilling to me to have people just share their truth out loud. And if yeah. I can be a little bit of a spark to that light, then. <laughs> or a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? That to me yeah. is like the ultimate high. It really is. So, uh, and it is one of the drivers to why I do this, because I know that every time I have a conversation like this and it's recorded and I can put it out into the world, not only in the full format, but also we'll chop this up into pieces and feed it in front of people into the attention that they're willing to, you know, give me and you right now. But the right person will see this. In fact, in the same context, what we said before, they've already heard it. They're just waiting for the actual physical interview to show up in front of them to go. I am ready. I am ready. ready. I'm going to reach out. So thank you so much for doing this. Please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. So when they are saying I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> you find us online at beuntethered.co or send me a quick email at heather at beuntethered.co. And I can't wait to have a conversation. Amazing. So I will link all that up. And Heather, this is conversation two of many that we will have <laughs> yeah. in the future. There is no doubt about that. Super grateful. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel, as well as on your favorite podcast platform. So until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. (laughs) 